Hey everyone, Jason Torchinski here. And first, thanks for listening. Second, thanks to our new sponsor, Marble. Marble? We got we got a rock to sponsor our podcast? <laughs> no, David. Marble with a capital M. It's the only all-in-one app for managing your insurance policies and getting rewarded for it. Okay, all right. Well, I have a bunch of cars that I think they're all probably insured, so this could help. Probably not, but Marble's great. It's fast and it's easy to set up as it'll put all of your different insurance policies in one place for you. It's free, which we love around here, being cheapskates, and it will automatically alert you if your rates are going to increase, probably with some kind of really loud sound. Once you set it up, you don't have to do anything as it does it for you, like a robot trained to monitor insurance. And you get marbles, which you can redeem for rewards or use to donate to charity. A marble spewing robot. Whew, that sounds great. How many marbles did you get from it? I got, let's see, two, 900 marbles. Uh, what do you do with that many marbles? I just put them all on a Target gift card. Okay, what'd you do at Target? What'd you get? I got a big uh, crap load of Hot Wheels. I assume for uh, your child? Yeah, yeah, sure, for my child. Mm, okay, well, anyway, um, okay, that sounds good. I like Hot Wheels. Uh, where do I sign up? So you just go to joinmarble.co slash Autopian and you start adding your policies. And not only will you be supporting this podcast, you will also get rewarded just for being a real adult and keeping on top of your insurance. Joinmarble.co slash Autopian, is that right? Yes, David. That's joinmarble.co slash Autopian. Everybody, can you can you hear us? We're about to start Hello? a podcast. Po- yeah! Podcasting. The excitement of people talking. Welcome, everyone, to the Autopian Podcast, episode 23 of our boutique podcast. And this is our so first formal. Our first live. This is the first live podcast in front of a live studio audience. Because we're at the LA this Auto is a Show. Live audience. We're yeah. at the Galpin Hall of Customs at the LA Auto Show. The best hall, always, traditionally. The Are most you guys fun enjoying hall. the LA Auto Show, by the way? Everything yeah. good? Yeah. Thank you for being here. We're really excited to have you. We are. This Doing is a big our treat. podcast here. And I know a lot of you traveled pretty far, sometimes on an auto manufacturer's dime, but some of you on your own. Thousands of miles. Thousands, and we appreciate hundreds it. Hundreds of thousands of miles. This is very exciting for us, because yeah. this is our first uh, our first real uh, presence at the auto show as the Autopian. This is super sort cool. Of, yeah. We did a tease last yeah. year. Yeah. We just you, had these like nobody you know, knows weird this. cars. Does anyone outside. remember this? Did anyone last? notice? We did all this work so nobody could notice. <laughs> Because, yeah, last year at the auto show, before we even launched the site, we had how many? We had three cars? Five cars? Five cars. We had five cars, and we had signs in that hallway, but nobody knew who the hell we well, were. because nobody could know. Right. Because we were oh, afraid right. of getting in trouble with Jalopnik. But we, we had some <laughs> yeah. great cars out here because we had the, the Tiger Messerschmitt, which yep. was badass. We had the Signet, the Aston Martin Signet. Signet, which was really cool. Yeah. And I don't remember what else. And here we are now. And yeah. we got some fun cars. We do. Did I tell you, I came up with a name for a group of micro cars. Because you oh. know how like uh, a bunch of uh, crows or ravens is a murder. Yeah. Or a bunch of lions is a pride. Or a bunch of autopians is a dipshit. <laughs> so I was thinking uh, a grin 
for oh, a group a of micro cards. Card. I was thinking like something happy, yes. but not too saccharine, like a smile or charm felt yeah. too saccharine, but a grin felt right. A so grin of we got cars. a grin of micro cars. Let's uh, call Webster. Yeah, you right. should just briefly point out what we have here on the floor. We have some amazing stuff on the floor. Do we want to point it out now? I thought we yes. could do that. For, all right, yeah, well, this, fuck this, it. All right. Uh, this is good stuff. Well, where are we? Oh, we're at the LA Auto Show. We didn't yeah. mention you that. You know what, actually? We're actually, at the Galpin I, Hall. I have notes here from our producer. Because oh, good. apparently I'm a dipshit, and I, and I need to... Okay, so yeah. All right, where are we? Okay, we got that. LA, okay. Oh, we're going to be here in the Galpin Hall Customs um, from now, Thursday the 17th, until next weekend. So, like, um, Thanksgiving time frame. Wow. Um, and so, yeah. during the public days. Is that what I'm hearing, David? That's exactly The right. general and, public can come here and meet Autopian writers? That's this is super cool. It is. Yeah. And by the way, what a great auto show. You know, people are talking about the demise of auto shows, and some places it's been pretty tough, and you see some yeah. manufacturers that didn't show up, which to me is really sad. Uh, but what a great show I think this is. And the manufacturers that showed up, some came all the way. Some kind of half-assed it a little bit. But yeah. uh, I think overall it's a great show. It and is. people should be coming to auto shows. It's a great way An to... An auto show, for me growing up, was a big deal. Absolutely. I, I live in oh, yeah. a small city in Kansas, and the Kansas City Auto Show, it was the time of year. Like the every, I always looked forward to it. It was the time when you could actually sit Where, in a car. Which, which auto show were you going to? The in, Kansas City Auto Show. Okay, in okay. Bartle Hall. You ever heard of this? <laughs> oh, Bartle Hall, world, of course. World-renowned Kansas yeah. City Auto Show. Of course. But you could sit in the cars that you've been reading about on you know, Motor Trend and Road and Trek. To actually sit in the cars and... Experience, like, oh, yeah. I'm so I remember, excited. I know this sounds right. When I was in college and they let me sit in Aston Martin. Even I thought that was like, wow, they let me sit. That's pretty cool. And now we've got Aston Martins here. I feel like, wow, come full circle. I remember I was at the LA show when the new Beetle came out and I was extremely oh, yeah. excited. And do you remember the big machine they had that would take recycled uh, taillight plastic and cast it into a little uh, Beetle that you could keep? I still have it somewhere. Okay. It was fantastic. That, that is brought so that on brand for you, by it's the way. It's completely on brand. Are you sure they hooked. didn't mold it? Mold it, fine. It's molded, not cast. We always get this wrong, Jason. So David claims that you can't cast plastic, it's, but it, I believe you. Not that you can't. Can. Anyway, 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 they had a machine, and it made little little beetles, and it was an amazing thing, and I still yeah, remember it fondly. It was incredible. And, and, and you know, actually, there's some some good stuff here on the floor. It, off-road courses from multiple manufacturers? Well, that's yeah. what's wild. You walk in now, and it's like, who brought the biggest ramp, you know? Because There were room. big ramps. You got the Ram ramp right when you walk in in your face. Yeah. You go a little farther, you got the Bronco ramp, and then and then, the, and then Jeep's got their ramp. So, uh, But it's cool, because I think they're letting people actually drive on that thing. Yeah. Is that possible? Uh, there was an EV track for Hyundai had something. They, you you know, these things are pretty high in the air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, know, you sign a waiver, probably. Oh, many, many a waiver. Yeah. Oh, you know the lawyers are all over that. Oh, no doubt. But also, that's cool that you could do that. I think this may be the best VinFast booth that we've had in the past decade. I think if, if I this think. were your first auto show, your first auto show, <laughs> yeah. you would think VinFast was the biggest <laughs> yeah, car company you, you in the world. Think, yeah, you're thinking, yeah, these guys are huge. Everybody drives a VinFast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My grandma had a 75 VinFast. She loved that thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll exactly. tell you, I was just, you know, in Vietnam, and uh, if you're in Vietnam, that's true, actually. Yeah, that it's not true. just VinFast, it's Vin Group, and they got uh, everything from your, your Vin house to your Vin apartment to your Vin hospital, your Vin university, and... Uh, uh, you the know, Vin go to Vin, you were talking about, huh? And the Vin Crematorium at the end Vin of life. The Vin Crematorium's next, I, I think. But uh, and then and then of course the Vin cars. Yeah, it's amazing. And Vin fast, I should say. Vin I got fast. to drive one. What'd you think of it? 
Uh, overall, it actually drove it drove all right. I, I was surprised it didn't have a little bit more power, hmm. uh, or it wasn't as fast as I would have thought. But uh, it was a prototype vehicle, so I got to give them a little you know room for we'll that. Play. And sure. they're still perfecting things. But I'll tell you, they got a factory ready to build. It looks like. Uh, Several hundred thousand vehicles and hasn't even started. So we'll see how they do. Yeah, I'm very curious about that. I just have to say briefly. Yeah. When an automaker lets a journalist drive something and they lean on like this is a pre-production car, it's like it's the media's driving it. Like these have to be the good ones, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they could wait. Yeah. I mean, it's a tricky thing because you can't you can't give them get them off the hook entirely. It's a pre-production. Right. Yeah. And they brought us there to show us this car. Right. That's the whole point. Right. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. But there's a right. What, what else do you guys like at the show here? There's there's some cool cars. Well, I mean, first we gotta we still haven't. How have we not mentioned the wheelbarrow? Oh, we'll mention it. Yeah, this oh. is this is a, a dream realized. The wheelbarrow full of shrimp. Yes, this was something that scientists. We actually spoke with scientists, and they said it's not possible. They said there's no way you can get a wheelbarrow full of shrimp and have it be stable. And then Bo's team of engineers figured it out. It's well, true. We just left it out in the sun for a while. Yeah, and uh, we did it. Th- yeah. We did it. CAD, we, we mocked that up in CAD. Yeah. We've got CFD. It's Simulations it's, all failed, tragically. It's true. Yeah. This is, this is you know, where everybody should probably keep their distance. No, but this has been sitting out in the parking lot a while, so it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. We've, and there's kind of aged. That way. Yeah. It's well, parking lot aged. There's a few birds in there. This is good. Is everyone enjoying the shrimp? Let's hear it for the shrimp. Yeah. 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 We're in front of a, a live audience, which is great, but that, doesn't, that doesn't mean we're not going to really lean hard on that laugh, that laugh track. Get yeah. that right. There, yeah, oh, there. there. Thank we you. actually yeah. got great. it. That's it's fantastic. Good. Yeah, it's great. What else have you guys enjoyed at, at the uh, show? The Ionic 6 Hyundai, yeah. I think it's a great looking car. I think it's interesting. It doesn't look like everything else out there. Weirdly big trunk lid. That is an unusual slope back it's, there. Yeah, it? it's very, more curved. It feels porsche like the front yeah. and rear feel very Porsche-like, or uh, that first Infinity with the rounded butt. You remember? Oh, th- uh, yes, absolutely. It reminds me of and that. They had to add that like little spoiler at the end. Yes, some that's head- right. Yeah, 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 that car. It reminds me a little bit of that. Uh, Why did they add that little spoiler? So to go. I think off. they started to lift. Like yeah, remember the TT? Was they had the, same, uh, the Audi TT. You remember that? Yeah. They exactly. had to do that. They had to add the little spoiler. But, okay. The other the car. I didn't get really close to it, but the other Hyundai. What's it called there? Oh, N seventy four. N Vision seventy four. N Vision seventy four. That is that looked cool. Unbelievable. And so I was at yeah. the presser today, and they um th- I heard rumors about this. Uh, but apparently there's a direct line from, because it was originally a 1974 show car, the Pony Coupe that they, yeah. that they had there, and it was a Gijaro design. I can never pronounce the name. It was his Boy. design, and uh, they said that they have documentation that traces it directly to the DeLorean DMC-12 design. Like, that's the source that was started from that ended up at you know squished and stretched a little bit and through some you, going doors you see it you absolutely do at first glance that's the first thing that i thought of yeah and even somebody i was with uh, said the same thing but it looks it's delorean-esque it is it's and it's a very cool concept i mean they did a i think a bang-up job one of my favorite concepts i've seen in a long time did you look at it david yeah that concept i mean even in terms of like what people are like the readership like when you write about that car it's like people loved it there's something about that yeah Really, really grabs people. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's a good. It's a good mix of like a retroish design and extremely modern. Now they they, honestly, I think like Hyundai Kia is killing it design wise lately. No doubt. You know what else? Up. You know what else showed up here? Uh, an off-road Porsche 911. Mm. 
This I love. We have some questions about this. Though. I know you guys have some questions. I'm sure they have it's answers. Cool. They usually think things through pretty well. I've noticed. We, a we Porsche. cornered a Porsche rep and asked a couple questions. So uh, David, explain. We didn't explain corner the issue. anyone. First off, we held him down. <laughs> well, we held his testicles in our hands. Around a little bit. <laughs> no, we didn't. Jesus. Jesus. What? Uh, yeah. No. Um. Well. Okay. So this is an off-road vehicle. Yeah. Uh, um. So you'd expect there to be some like skid plates underneath. You know, a nylon oil. You gotta lift something to the aftermarket. You know. Oh, that's. And that's well, the thing fair. is, it looks like there's a skid plate. There's like a metal piece that curves a little bit. That you think, oh, that must continue under, but it doesn't. It's, it's just you know, there's a literal plastic oil tray under there. And then in the front, there's these. It looks like a little mustache. These two little uh, air exhaust vents on the hood because it's the super light hood from the GT3. GT3. And then there's a intake underneath it in the front, and I shoved my hand up in there. And As one does. See yeah. my fingers through the little mustache out, outtakes, and there's nothing there. There's no cooler. Well, I always, by, by the way, I just, I just want to point out, you guys are being real auto journalists right now. <laughs> yeah. Because the fact that a major uh, sports car <laughs> manufacturer that is taking, they, they had an off, perfectly good off-road platform, but they took their sports car platform right. and it's turned it into an off-road. No, you're right about and that. And completely ignore yeah. that entire, like, amazingly cool fact. No, we're going to get there. Crushed by that it, whole thing. It, it is cool. Straight to the nitpicking. It so, is no, please cool. continue. The story was largely positive on it. No, it it's is just very cool. The first but thing I looked at, of course, is the cooling openings. And, of um, course you did. There's a big cooling opening. Automakers, you know, generally. You meant that seriously, by the way. You didn't. You didn't say that as a joke. That's no, the first thing was, you looked at. I don't at. think he was kidding. No, no, he wasn't. No, no. Automakers generally, if you can block off some grill, you do it for aero. And I noticed there's an opening, but it doesn't actually go to any heat exchangers. And I'm like, why would? That seems like, like why would you do that? It's not. And it has to do with using a GT3. I'm not in, still entirely sure why, but. Anyway, it's just... We have questions. It want. is cool, though. I mean, I, you know, no question about that. Yeah, it is. But it, we're also a little puzzled. Okay. That makes it better, though. A little mystery yeah, in the car. Yeah, you don't want it to be, you know, predictable. Like, yeah. I, 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 and by the way, good. you should. I, I was just pointing out that, it's, first right. of all, it's it's freaking amazing that they're doing this. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be huge. And there's only 2,500 units. Oh, yeah. It's going to be tough them. to get one, but it's, well, it's not cheap either. So, man, that's the other No. One. Oh, guy no. at the Porsche stand said it was twenty-seven-five. Is that, <laughs> well, that not it accurate? Was. Just add a zero. Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. We had a few right. other debuts here. Um, just before the auto show, an extremely exciting. I wasn't expecting it to be this exciting, but the Toyota Prius. Oh yeah, a lot of press. A yeah, lot of news. it's because it looked awful before, and yeah. now it looks good. <coughs> and that 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 Maybe dramatic that shift. Maybe it was the plan. It was like, hey, if we... This is a slow burn, like a long con. Like, they were building us with... Every year, the Prius was getting yeah. worse and worse and more Baroque and crazy in the front with flaps and And they had this nostrils. design just sitting there for a while. Yeah. They are just like, oh, you just wait until 2022. It's coming. I saw that thing in Plano, Texas a bunch of months ago, and I wasn't allowed to talk about it. It was when they showed us the Crown and the new Prius, and it looked fantastic, but it was maddening because I couldn't say anything. <sighs> it looks... Because so it really... They did not look good for a long time, and this thing genuinely is a good-looking car. Yeah, we have a design breakdown on our website, theautopian.com. Oh yeah, that's a good site. Adrian Clark, by the way. Oh, oh thanks. Yeah. yeah. As we were talking about the the G.G. Allen of automotive journalism. Absolutely. Yeah. I still don't know what that means. No, that's that's <laughs> a, the Autopian is that's that's our motto now, David. Don't Google it. But we want to be the G.G. Allen of automotive journalism. Don't Google it. I never get any of the references. Please, please don't to take us yeah. serious on that. <laughs> yeah, no, an absolutely horrible person, but <laughs> but somewhat entertaining. Yeah, he's definitely entertaining. Oh. Yeah, this is good. 
All right. How much more do we want to talk about the Prius? Because I think we could probably oh, talk about oh, the Prius sorry. until it's, the end of time. Uh, I think it looks a ton better. Um, I'm not sure what else there's. I hope it beeps less. The last one beeped way too fucking much. You know, like, do, have you been in the Prius Prime? It will no. beep at you nonstop about everything. Everything cars. it beeps. You know What's what that? I feel bad about? I hate nanny cars. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's like having uh, a smoke alarm going off oh, in your kitchen. No, it, like, it beeps at you for things you didn't even know you could get beeped at. Like, you look at the rear view mirror wrong, and I think it beeps at you. Or it's, it makes no sense. Torch, I have to say, in the early days of like my love of cars, yeah, I kind of, I kind of talk shit on the Prius, and I, I, now you feel in a little guilty. I do, I do feel kind of guilty about it because mm, the Prius was considered like the anti car for the longest yeah. time. Yeah, it, it and was. And honestly, but I don't feel that way anymore. Even I, I, no. look at, I look at a second gen Prius, and you know what? It's different. You know, you can look at the screen and see where all the, you know, it's using battery power. Versus, yeah, that's di- at least different. It's cool. It's aerodynamically optimized. It's not. It, it's way cooler than like a. I think having Camry. a first gen Prius would be good. kind of it fun. Did, it did have a lot of good things about it. Good, to, but as a as an enthusiast car, you know, it was not that. It wasn't meant to be. that. Well, it was a specific for, kind of enthusiast. Well, yeah, you, you were know about what? it. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah MPG enthusiast. It, it helped Just really a, bring the sort of the eco modern culture. Yeah, they're enthusiasts too. Yeah, they're absolutely. I, I agree. Doing I something different. I think we got that wrong. I think we gave. The Gave Prius too much, too much shit. shit. All right. I, but it's I, fair. I'm still standing by the shit. Yeah. Although, and, and the recent one still beeps way too fucking much. Mm. New one looks great, though. We'll leave it at that. All right. There was also... And it does look... I, I'll, I'll give him that. It looks good. The new one they, looks they good. They did a nice yeah. job. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also a new Impreza launch. I don't really have a whole lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I have no idea. People seem to care. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Okay. Sure. It's a big deal. The Impreza. Sure. I, I didn't pay attention. The hatchback, uh, it's got a CBT, so let's move on. Flat four. Let's move on. Yeah. Literally the worst we've ever talked about a car. All right. Uh, <laughs> the least amount of information. <laughs> yeah. All right. The car has a wheel. What? Roll around wheels, the see-through glass, <laughs> the sit-down <laughs> seats. <laughs> Roll around wheels, <laughs> see-through glass. But anyway, yeah, no, we, um, uh, that's the, there were a bunch of other debuts, but, uh, you know, we kind of covered the big ones. Um, but now, um, we haven't mentioned yet, we have a, we have an excellent guest who's going to be joining us. We do. All right. We do. <laughs> I know. Zach Clapman's going to be joining us yeah. here on the podcast. All right, Zach. We're going to be, um, I guess, bringing him up. Fresh out of prison, now. I'm told, right? Is that true? Uh, yeah, I we'll ask him. The nicest guy in car media. I'm, I'm fairly very, sure, but I, doesn't mean he hasn't, he's not straight out of prison. Made we don't know. We've all made mistakes. Fair enough. Is, is that, did Zach actually show up, too? Yeah, I haven't seen him, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we probably should have checked to see if he's actually here. He's around here. Oh, he is there here. He is. Yeah, let's have him come up. Hell yeah. Right? Are, are yeah. You, come on up, Zach. You said we'll be coming up. Like, oh. Yeah, I know. I, I, well, I, I didn't know where he was going with this Zach, either. Good to see you, pal. Great. Of course. I want to touch so, your suit. Well, well thank you. It's velvet. So, so first of all, being that, that you're a guest here, I'd like to offer you this shrimp. Oh, yeah. And uh, this has been sitting out for a while. See how <laughs> little, it's a little look dry. at the flies. That's the whole thing. How just one. long has that We all got to share. Not so that's one. Are we each? It's a little dry. It's room temp. Yeah, Tip that's it. okay. I'm definitely not eating that. He's not doing it. <laughs> He's not do brave. It. You're not going to eat our shrimp, Extra huh? Extra tepid. On this table. You, I'll, I'll show you. It's good. It's, I've got I've to show you. There you go. Well, you can eat it now, but who knows right. what the situation call me, is in six hours. Call me at midnight and let me know how the bathroom is. <laughs> yeah. oh, I mean, I'm going to It's good. It. Don't we shrimp? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Rubbery. You like it rubbery. All right. right. Solidarity. Yeah, it's good. Nah. Sorry, Sarah. This is not I love how we're all going to be eating and talking at the same time. It's not cold. 
It's well, tepid. I, that's why I put it out tepid. there a right. while ago so it could get nice and room. We had it bring up you the don't maximum tepidness. Oof. Otherwise, it reduces your core body temperature if it's too cold when you eat it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, you can get hurt eating too cold. No more shrimp. sauce. Double this dipping. is not a good idea. No, it's not. No, it's fine. But anything, anything for television, right? So you'll know where you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. We can all I go got to sick on Jack Nasser shrimp one time. Did I tell you this? No. What happened? I was at, in Washington, D.C. at this big, like, fancy party. Yeah. CEO of Ford, and we ate the shrimp, and all of us ate the shrimp, got violently ill. So Whoa. that is what I think about when I see a <laughs> wheelbarrow full of shrimp. It is so bold. Like, I really appreciate this joke so much, as we all do, joke. anybody a in space. Joke. Like, it it's is right great. Yeah, but it exists. It's so bold. I mean, I know you guys were joking about the engineering earlier, but a lot of us were like, how, how much ice did they use? What's the, the melting rate of this? This is very important. These questions need to be answered. It NASA is studying this right now. Yeah, no. It, it gets replenished periodically. Yeah, please, go help yourself, sir. <laughs> Dig in. No, hey, 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 hey. hey. There's, there's still take some the, left. Take the shrimp. <laughs> Put it in your mouth. I want to see it happen. Uh-huh. Dunk it. All right. Let's enjoy that. Right. Thank you. Good work, buddy. Good job. Oh, that was some good shrimp dunking. That, did you see the form on that dunk? It no, was, it, was, it was a man's a pro. Picky yeah. out. I give him a nine for sure. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Man's a pro. So, Zach, you just came here for us, huh? You weren't running around the auto show. I was not. I had a, a different job I was doing earlier today. I wanted to come to the show to see stuff, but I was uh, had an obligation. But, um, yeah, I came down here for you guys. Oh, thank you. We, we know you from the Smoking Tire uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot more we want to know about you. Okay. Um, what do so, you know? Should I lay on the couch while we do this? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> that would be a good idea. Where, what are we going to ask Zach? What was your first car, Zach? That's what I like to ask people. The first for- car you actually owned. First car I actually owned was a 65 Pontiac Le Mans. That's a pretty That's good, way first too good car. Of a first car. It was uh well, it was good at noise. It made yeah. a lot of noise. Okay. Didn't stop or turn very well, yeah. but I did not care cuz I was six, 17, 17. Um, but I learned how to work on old cars, which is not really applicable <laughs> in my current job. Uh, but I learned how to um, change a lot of exhaust gaskets cuz those go bad a lot when you buy them uh, for pennies and they're made of cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Um Learned how to change a lot of intake manifolds, carburetors, stuff like that. Yeah. But when it came to brakes and shocks, I was like, they're fine. It stops. Yeah. Uh, Oh, the first night I had it, I took it up to this spot in Santa Cruz where we go drag racing. It's like the only straight highway, straight part of the highway in Santa Cruz. Excuse me. And I'm with my brother, and this still had the two-barrel carburetor on it that it came with stock. Mm -hmm. So I just hit it, go up till fourth, like, I don't know, 4,000 RPM, hits like 100 miles an hour. I'm like, all right, this is fun. Let off the gas. It does not slow down. Total oh. sticks. We were just doing 100, nighttime, 65 Pontiac, no cell phone. This was pre-cell phone. And luckily, my dad had told me long ago, if that happens, you can just put a neutral, turn the car off. Yeah. So I put a neutral, yes. turn the car off, but then it almost got scarier because it's suddenly it silent, and we're just like, <laughs> And this is at night too, right? Nighttime. So lights, do lights go off? Power steering's no. gone. This, the light stayed on. It never. It doesn't have power steering. Okay. Okay. So uh, it's very heavy anymore. when you're trying to park it, but when you're moving, yeah. it's too light. And then we just coast to a stop, turn it back on, and everything was fine. But I went home and I ordered an Edelbrock carburetor that night. <laughs> that was, it was one of the scarier things that, is that a happened nightmare. in that car. Like, yeah. That is probably top three like automotive nightmares. Like behind uh, behind like a diesel runaway and and like water like car in water at all. Mm-hmm. Car in water. Like what about water steering wheel coming out of your hand? That that's also up there. Oh, the steer. The steering wheel, yeah. That, unless you have a vice grip, like handy, 
that that's you're, a bad situation. It's over. Yeah. My steering wheel also had two out of three spokes broken on that car, but I replaced uh, it. All you need is the one. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it made noise, so I didn't care. <laughs> it was so stupid. I had a gear shift snap off in my hand once. Like in four, I was, I had a, so in, in high school, I had a 71 Beetle and I was driving really stupid on a unpaved gravel road and it oversteered and I, um, hit a tree on the, right behind the front passenger, uh, fender. Whoa. And, uh, I went to grab the gear shift, get out of gear and the gear shift broke off in my hand. And then we flipped in the air. We actually were aloft for 84 feet before the car landed. Again, 84 feet? Which I Who think the it? Wright brothers first. Like, it's where the skid marks quit. The cops <laughs> oh, okay. did. The skid marks quit and where the car landed. Luckily, oh we, we landed God. back in the wheels, luckily. But the Wright brothers first flight, I'm not between? 100% sure, was... What did you do? Eighty-four feet. It was. That's what they said. Eighty-four feet. No, but how? Well, because I think when we hit, it was like a springy saplingish tree. <laughs> and it catapulted you and in it, the air. Yeah, because it, it, it was in front of a golf course, up. and people who saw it said the car tumbled on the end over end axis. Oh, and you did. Went, that's what they said. Hey, I rolled the car end over end too. Did you really? Yeah. Which car? It was in a Mustang. It was very frightening, actually. No, it's, yeah, I mean, it, well, I couldn't tell what the hell was happening. I mean, right? you have the windshield, you're like, blue, green, green, blue, blue, green. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you're just deafening boom. Oh, and in between the tire and the wheel was grass, was stuck. Like when it hit, oh, it yeah. capped oh. and grabbed it, it, grass. And right in the bead there. Yeah. So was it the same yeah. thing? Like when you were going end over end, did you have any idea what was going no, on? No, no fucking clue. Because I, I, I thought this what. car was spinning this way. I could not tell. And, and then, because I was on the freeway and I hit so oh, hard that it flipped. And there was actually like a police car like uh, a quarter of a mile back. And they said, I, I knew it was bad like when I just saw the under end of the, oh, of the car. Whoa. And it went end over end and then rolled down the freeway. What and, year Mustang? I don't know. This was like in the early 90s. Damn. And my arm went out the window. Luckily, oh god, it. it was it was it was gnarly. Well, between Airbags the two of these, I think yeah. the Beetle is better has a better shape for rolling end over. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was designed yeah. to roll. How are you still yeah. here? Like with a I mean, it was no on safety equipment. It was on a median, a grassy median, and we landed on the wheels. Which is, I think I just got lucky. I think if we landed any other way, I would have been in bad shape. Jeez. Engine was still good. I pulled the engine and put it in the, the Beetle I have now. Like it was, yeah, it was, uh, and I had a friend of mine in the back. So we were three of us in the car, me and my friend Charles and my friend Jeremy. He didn't have a seatbelt on. And I remember he was bouncing all around the back like, uh, like he was in a, a dryer. It was, uh, yeah, it was a mess. And, and was he all right? Yeah, it was fine. Oh, he I must mean, have been drunk then. Uh, no, it was, we weren't even drunk. We were just really? stupid. So yeah. for 84 feet. 84 feet. Is teenage years? Were you a teenager at the time? No, yeah, yeah, it was like Oh, you're invincible. You're made out of rubber at that yeah, point. Yeah, totally. It's fine. Very malleable. Heal really quickly. It's like quickly. the same exactly. as being drunk, basically. It basically is. Yeah, youth and alcohol. You ever had any, <laughs> ever had anything like that happen? Any, like, hopefully not. Um, Car crash stuff. Kind of, but it... I've got so it, many cars. It worked out. Well, I, I lived in Colorado for a, a years during college, and it snowed. And when it would snow, I would just go drive for hours and hours because sliding around is, like, my favorite thing in the world. Um, so it had a huge snowstorm that closed the whole town for, like, three days. I mean, it was like, don't Which go to school, don't to go home. It has to be severe in Colorado because yeah. everyone there has a Subaru and yeah. a dog that can <laughs> yeah. pull the car if they need it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have everything. So um, they finally lifted the ban on driving and... The girl I was seeing at the time really wanted to go get some stuff from her apartment. And so we're driving on the highway, and there's just suddenly the highway's clear. And then on, all of a sudden, we hit a patch of slow, like thick snow, and it just dragged the right side of the car. And I just started spinning. Ah. And I was definitely going faster than I should have been. But I had a Subaru, and I was like, I got this. Uh, <laughs> I have a flat brim that. hat and a Subaru. I have this. And I didn't have it. And I spun full 360 and just slid into what would have been a guardrail, but it was so packed with snow, the car just slid into it like a hedge and stopped. 
Oh. Like the full right side of the car, all the way to the middle of the car was snow. And a friend had to come drag me out. Like I just slid in and just, huh. and we were fine. You left and a supersized like hundred percent. Right I left a Subaru <laughs> like outla- outline. You yeah, could have cast the yeah. body of the Subaru. Wow. And uh, my friend towed me out. And as we left, another car did the exact same thing right in front of us. But he went the other way and smashed the median. And oh, like, shit. you know, it just confettied the whole car. So we got really lucky that we went the other direction. Wow. But I think that w- was my worst car accident. All right, David, That's your right. turn. Oh, um, see if I crashed a car. You know what? You know what? I don't think. Uh, Have you not really... crashed a car? Well, okay. How I can did. that be? Well, I've only gotten into like little fender benders. But like oh, my cars matter. are so shitty that it totaled it. But it was <laughs> just. You know, you it, can't afford to get an accident. You can't die at anything. You can get tetanus. True, true. You, you yeah. You get like I did. Jaw. I have totaled one of my my first car. I totaled, but it was like a fender bender. It was literally the front. Like once that the front. Makes so much sense. Once yeah. the front. Once the front bumper creased in, like at all, the insurance person was like, "Yeah, yeah. Right. it's more than, it's right more than twelve dollars." Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly right. right. But I mean, yeah. you you total your cars when like you know a headlight burns out, or I run out of gas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Every car you drive that I've seen you work on looks like you're driving the Game of Thrones chair. It's just made of swords <laughs> and knives, and God forbid just you get hit by anyone. It's just, things. yeah, yeah. coming through your face. But that's all going to change because I bought a car from California. Smartest move I ever made. Look at that Nash over there. Nash it's Metropolitan. Really California cool. car. Achingly beautiful. It's what year is that? 59. 59. Yeah. Beautiful. Was given to me for free. Someone emailed me and said, do you want a Nash Metropolitan up? What was I going to say to that? Did it I love how they were going to actually junk it. Like, we're, we're just throwing this away. Would you like it? You know, that's, uh, the owner was like, that was, he was loath to junk it, which is why he was giving it away. Because he which, loved this thing and I'm just so got too old. So am I. And yeah. I'm so glad you're saving it. What a, yeah. what a wonderful thing. Uh, but let, let's talk about your, your automotive situation, because supposedly you're, you're moving out here. Is this correct? Which we're all excited about, right? Woo! Yeah, I have been saying oh, that for a very long just, time. Just went nuts, by the way. Just a roar. Yeah, yeah, there really was a roar for the audience. We had to turn down the volume because yeah. people are losing their shit so severely. <laughs> the mayor came out here was was in tears of joy. I, gave me the key to the city. He's yeah. like, welcome. Yeah, she, Mayor Bass. Now, oh, We're pretty close. She. Yeah, no, uh, the the Nash um, is going to be my daily driver. So, um, I, so what I, about I these other efficient. automobiles that you have? Have you what figured you out what you're going to do yet? How many You did the cars whole survey. Uh, by the way, I participated did in you that participate? survey. Absolutely. Okay, so, so some background. Okay, I, yeah. I did a little survey on our site, asking readers which cars I should keep, which ones I should sell. By the way, they basically told me to sell every damn car, which is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Probably I'm tells curious. To some degree, it's a little surprising. Cause well, I want to know what you voted for. So I have eight cars, Yeah. I think, eight cars. Uh, what did you say I should keep? What, what should well, I get? You rid should of? everyone. Okay, I'll I think list most them people first. agree you should keep the Mustang. Keep the Mustang. Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. See, I l- I listened to what you said because, like, on the the Jeep Truckster thing, like you said, I love this thing with all my heart. And if you love something with all your heart, then maybe you should try to find a way to keep. it. That's the J10, right? That's the, the J- BMW owner motto. Oh. That's why we keep them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have a, you know, I have a question. So it's at eighty-five. My biggest concern about that is the whole California emissions thing. Is that a big, is that like an actual big? Oh, that's it, a thing. That's it, why I it, said, it definitely you, one thing. of the choices was leave it in Detroit. That's, that's what I said. Just, just oh, that's leave. what you said. Okay. Well, because, you know, I don't know what you're going to do with it. At the same time, I don't know how replaceable it is. So it's, if it's really not replaceable in your heart, 
then and if you got a, a, a sucker friend that you could park it in their backyard or hey, something. Hey, Jason, you got to ruin your yard. <laughs> I mean, there's you, you just need to like make an LLC in Montana and then have that car registered there because emissions is a very real thing in California. It's getting more and more challenging. Oh, and, to try and nobody and notices I mean, those Montana plates. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they get noticed, but if it's parked in someone's yard, then you'll be all right. So that, what do you have, Zach? Like, what's, what's your automotive fleet consist of? I have Uno Automobile. I just have what? the e- E46 M3. That's it. 2002, that's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. Because it and takes therefore, he has disposable income. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's why. You can not You can either own one BMW or a fleet of cars. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you spend yeah. all your money trying to repair the BMW. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately. Let's be honest. Like, one part on that, like, a major part on that is worth all eight of my cars. Easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, Maybe probably. not even a major part, do you? So, so Just a couple le- hours of labor. So are you leaning towards uh, the, the keeping and the, the, the selling? What What are you doing? All the cars. Mm. Um... I'm going to keep the Mustang. I'm going to keep the J10. I'm going to keep... Uh, man, I'm going to keep a lot of cars. Uh, oh, so you really can't golden, get rid of Golden again. Eagle is I was be wondering an EV if, project, right? You know, because inventory is so low these days. But oh, it's filling up. I, I was imagine this. We're getting inventory back. Uh, are you? a big sale. Oh, yeah. We, we, the cars are... The cars are... They're flowing in. Uh, the chip oh. shortage doesn't affect him because most of the cars don't have I chips. I just noticed no. we don't have any room in our lots. Mm, just filled up. That's We're at capacity. Sorry. How many spots do you have? <laughs> well, uh, you have a lot of. I'll cars bring four cars. Four? That's reasonable, right? I'll have five I think in that's total. Fairly reasonable. Five in total, <laughs> and I won't go above five ever again, except for the six cars. Yeah, you will. And then oh. that's it. Plus, it's like a drug eight. addict. So, uh, yeah, it is. You'll, yeah. you'll go above five the second you move here because you're going to realize there's a lot of rust-free cars, especially at any of the pick and pulls. You're just going to go in there and be like, "Can I just take the whole car for twelve dollars?" That's probably true. Yeah. The pick and, and pull cars. Oh, you, you got to leave yourself some room here, dude. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. you got to right. come here with three. Yeah, so I, okay. I, I think two or three. Two or three. The Mustang yeah. J10. And Let's there was that. one other one I think I voted to leave in Detroit, and the rest I I even I my, said my so. very first car. Yeah, if you still have your, ver- I mean, most people that that's what they regret selling is their first car mm. for emotional reasons. True. And, and look, what are you gonna get for it? A hundred bucks? Nothing. So, so you got a Jason? You got some I, have, I have a you near get, first car, like the Beetle. I have is I've had since I was eighteen, but it's not my first because your first car kind of flipped upside down. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what does it have the engine out of the first? Uh, car? Yeah, well, yeah, that engine came yeah, from it. Yeah, it has its. Well, it's a little seized, <laughs> a little seized, but uh, we'll get it running again, right? Wait, a what was your seized. first car ever? Uh, I was a '92 Jeep Cherokee. Okay, two hundred twenty-five thousand miles, fourteen hundred bucks. In college, still works probably. Yeah. It's still out there. <laughs> it uh, it still or we drink or work. we're drinking it's beer out of it now. Theory again. Okay. Do we d- I, and you still have it? Radiator yeah. and rear axle, and it's. Ready I think to you rock. could justify keeping that. And then rust repair. Just needs a rear axle, and then you know put the other wheels on it. Right now, it's a bipod. Sure, and then it's fine. Right. Right now, it's front wheel drive. It's perfect. All right. So that's three. I think that works. Yeah, you can make that work. And then the Metropolitan. So yeah. you'll have a fleet oh, yeah. of four cars. See, that was that's just a smart car to have. It's fuel efficient. It's small. It's just, I'm moving to the city, man. This yeah, is no, city, perfect right. city car. I'm, the first one of these I ever saw was at a hot rod show, and it was a Pro Street Nash Metropolitan that was tubbed and had like a 454 oh, wow. the blower sticking out of it, <laughs> and it was awesome. But it looked like a death trap because I mean the wheelbase is what two feet. Yeah, and the track is even narrower. Like, you see how close those yeah, wheels are. So inside. dangerous. Yeah, it's like a bicycle basically. So, wa- so walk us walk us through. So you started with this 65 death trap that tried yes. to kill you. What happened to it, and then what came next? And, and how, do, how does that sort of, uh, uh, how does that, like, fold into your career? How does that all come together? Um, 
Well, I was just, the only car shows I went to when I was younger were hot rod shows, which I think is why I was into hot rods. And then I had that Pontiac and I was going to college in Colorado and I was like, maybe I can find snow tires for this thing. Like, I really like this car. And everyone was just shaking their head. Like, you, you can't. Like, if it's going to break, which it did. Why, where are you going to work on this thing? Nowhere. You're going to live in a dorm. So uh, I sold that car. And I drove, oh, I drove my dad's 79 Scout for a little bit. Oh, a Scout. Scout 2? Scout. Uh, 79 would be Scout 2. Yeah, Scout 2. Yeah. White with, gold, not gold, uh, wood laminate on the sides. Mm, nice. Ooh. And um, yeah. the weakest... Most fragile V8 I've ever really experienced. Yeah. 348, I think it was. No, 345. Uh, it just ate alternators all the time. Yeah. No no horsepower. Graham cracker work. block they were experimenting with. <laughs> Actual hard baked graham cracker block. But the, the, but what's funny is like it, everything was so like handed down from literally like industrial machinery. So that the yeah. axles, I think, are like Dana 44s or 48. They're huge. Beefy, yeah. yeah. They Probably can like take a T18 manual too. Like a. Yeah. Beefy. He yeah. ripped a stump. My dad ripped a stump out of the yard once. He put it in four low <laughs> and was just doing a four-wheel burnout on tarmac, <laughs> and the, the truck was fine. But, you know, the engine blew up if he tried to commute in it or something. <laughs> um, wow. After that, I got a Jetta, 97 Jetta GLX. Okay. And I was in my friends in the V-Dub squad, and I was like, ooh, I have dreams for this thing. And I put a Canaan in, uh, intake on it, and I thought was it, was I had it 97, so Was that Mark power. three or Mark four? The uh, three, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah so. three VR6. Okay. So were you a VW Vortex, bro? Yes, I was. Oh. I was there. I was definitely there. there we All go. right, the crowd. Yeah. That thing looks like it was written like you're looking at a calculator screen. Basically, it's so it's just white with small font, but <laughs> it had a lot of information. I mean, good mm -hmm. form. And I think that was my first form experience. VW Vortex sure. was an institution. Like, yeah, it, it may was, still be. Yeah, it may still be. I think I, it's still out there. Yeah, it's still out there. Yeah. Um, hmm. I slid that car into a curb in the snow, but it still worked, which is amazing. And then. I bought a Subaru STI after I graduated college. I was working two jobs, and I wanted to learn what debt is. So yeah, I experienced it quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's good stuff. But, but I think, so the way this all folded in was, when I started with muscle cars, I was only interested in noise and perceived speed, not actual speed. That's honestly not <laughs> the worst yeah. way to be. It was, it was a, Keep your license. It's a good way to stay safe, because yeah. I thought my car was fast, and then I raced a Mark II GTI once, and it won. I went, oh, I'm not fast at all. <laughs> But um, I'm loud. But then the, the Jetta kind of taught me about braking and handling. I got more interested in cars going around corners instead of just doing burnouts and going straight, which led to the STI, which then I think all that helped inform me for, you know, this job and where I am today, kind of being able to appreciate everything from every genre of car. Like, and, and I mean, these, I never experienced a micro car, obviously, when I was a kid, but right. um, I did I did. You didn't bumper. grow up in 1950s Spain? <laughs> well, I, I've, I've experienced bumper cars, and huh. these look real similar. This is just so. basically a bumper car. I mean, it's, yeah, they, they pretty much are. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, bumper cars yeah. have bumpers, though. They're somewhat safe. <laughs> yeah, that's true. These. Like, like, these are actually death traps. I, I think some of the scariest experiences I had driving are in micro cars. You did like, flip one. I saw you flip we, one. Good I flipped Lord. two. Oh, flip two. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Mm, they're not easy to flip. It's when we were driving that Messerschmitt around. And, and oh, yeah. That was terrifying. In the middle of what street were we on? We were, we were, and we wanted to go to Tommy's. Remember yeah, they talked us right. out of that? That was so dumb. Yeah. No, I, it, how it, do you flip one of these? They probably go 12 miles per hour. Well, we were actually we were racing micro cars. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was in the, uh, the French... Uh, um, Pretty little yellow guy, uh, Moshe. Moshe. Yeah. And you know, Moshe. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyone? Who's Moshe got fans out there? Oh, Moshe I owners? I can't believe I forgot that. You know, Mo I should know this, actually. It, it is, it's an amazing car because it's one of the first ones where it didn't have pedals. So yeah. This is one of the early <laughs> engine cars. Not like gas throttle, like, 
like it actually had transfer yeah, pedals, and yeah. then this was this one had a real engine on it. But you got to understand, like the tires are literally like as skinny as your hand. They're bike tires, basically. They, 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 yeah, yeah, they absolutely are. So you know, I was just driving in a straight line, and I was just turning around. But as soon as you like, if you're going at oh decent speed, which is you know 15, 20 miles, well, I was probably doing a good fifteen miles yeah, an hour. I mean, tearing it up. And as soon as I <laughs> turned, speed it, is a relative like, term. <laughs> yeah. It. it Flipped the the tires like completely sideways, like jerked it out of my hand. So the next thing I know, like I'm just so on my side, and the the, the whole thing like over. wiped out. Was it yeah. like a Corvair, like where, where there's too much compression, and it changes the geometry, or the tire broke, or the mm. wheel broke? Did it fold no, in on itself? It, no, I think it just. I, 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 I am heavy, and it went sideways. <laughs> <laughs> so it just was maybe not enough um, uh, caster or something. I don't know. There was not the, enough. The wheels anything. literally just just <laughs> wow. flipped, and so did the car that fast, just yeah. from gravity. Because you have to understand, like, there's no weight. It's basically like this thing. There's no weight in it. I'm the entire weight. So just yeah. flop. I mean, all these cars just look flopped. like they're out of Toy Story Four, and you would run away from the house cat like driving them. But they're imagine, so small. Imagine crash testing one of these. N- and then uh, I don't think they did. They didn't, right? <laughs> and then no, I was no. uh, yeah. After that experience, I was literally thinking about it. We were shooting uh, driven slash car kings, and I was driving the world's smallest car, a P50. Oh yeah. It did virtually the same thing, except <laughs> instead of going right, I went left. So does it count as the same accident? Well, I think you even out. So now you're just yeah. upright again. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it was great because I actually put my hand like through the window to like, to catch myself. And, and oh, I, never do but it. But luckily, well, did thank it God it was like so small <laughs> it actually did work. <laughs> and the window went with me because it was like just plexiglass. But somehow I didn't lose you my just arm. Push really hard, and you plopped yourself right yeah. back up upright and just drove well, along. Uh, I needed a little help for that. Yeah, but, uh, well, I lived. I don't Jeez. think anybody crashed this. I just had a really macabre thought about, like, if there was a country that had a death penalty and they also built these <laughs> and they needed to do crash testing, if you eh, let's just do it that way. Get a convicted murderer behind the wheel and just drive it into a wall. I death by a very P50. It feels like you're giving sentence. a little back to society. Yes. That's not the worst thing. And if they survive, they get a new lease on Yeah, if you survive, hey, you get to go free. Don't do it again. Yeah, you get to go free. <laughs> and you. Maybe they should give you a car. You have you to go 28 miles per hour 20. in a micro car. And <laughs> yeah, if you make it through traffic, right. you no can seat leave. Belt. Yeah, no seatbelt. Yeah, none of these had seatbelts. Come on. Like, no, I just meant for the crash test. You oh, yeah, no, yeah. They, or anything. Yeah, no, I don't think you need to. Well, I think that's if an appropriate punishment. Yeah. What, Depending on the how crime. many microcars were sold in America? Was it like the, the BMW i7? America had so there was others? there Isettas in America. America had our indigenous Crosleys were basically uh, and America's the King Midgets. Microsoft. King Midget was also another. Those are great. So we had a few uh, genuine microcars in America. The Bantam maybe. Borderline middle. Yeah, it's and then like a huge microcar. Yeah, there were cycle cars before them, but. Uh, you know, America wasn't the market for these. It was broke Europe, yeah. after post-war Europe, where all these and, things And our microcars, in comparison, are still quite large. King Midget's pretty tiny. Yeah. Like, a yeah, King Midget is definitely in the ballpark of yeah. these guys. And there was, like, Eshelmans. You ever seen an Eshelman? No. Oh, it's oh, yeah. ugly, deeply, profoundly, staggeringly ugly. I love these things. It's like a little... It's like, uh, what would it be like? Like big motorized pants, and they have like a the meanest, weirdest looking face on them. And they were they made like a child's version and an adult's version of this car. And I have no fucking idea what the difference was between the toy car and the one that you were allowed to take. Did on you the say road. it looks like motorized pants? Uh, well, in in the sense of the scale that it is, it's like <laughs> boxy pants. I love it because you're just basically like wearing them, and it has wheels on them. Uh, Eshelman's a fan, amazing little car. Well, I guess now, nowadays we have like the Vanderhall, which is I know classified yeah. as a motorcycle, but Vanderhall I mean, it's yeah. not. It's actually 
narrower than that. Yeah. Probably about the same length. The, the proportions of this one, the, the Paul Valet. So for those of you listening at home, we're pointing to this beautiful uh, grin of microcars, and the one we're talking about right this second is uh, Paul Valet, and it's a beautiful turquoise thing that looks like a cartoon guppy made into a car, basically. It, it, this, I think, is the most elegant of microcars, in is, my opinion. Yeah. Although beautiful the French design. PTV that you also got... Is so this okay? So the Paul Valet one, it doesn't. It's not like they pattern it after a car. That's a teardrop it's design. It's a teardrop. Just yeah. And this one's like a beautiful robin's egg. It's very elegant. It is elegant. And, and then you're right. The PTV. It, it looks like an elegant car that was. It's just like a scaled shrunk. down, yeah. like um, Austin Healey maybe. It's like very much a traditional sports car design, and then we have. But it's got beautiful like trim on it. Like no, it's most lovely. Micro cars don't go to you know to the expense and the no, bother of having definitely like a chrome trim between a two tone paint job, yeah. uh, white wall tires. I mean, it's actually got a nice. You it's know, genuinely pretty. The proportions are nice. And it feels like a scaled-down larger car. Yeah. And so that was the second best-selling Spanish microcar in the 50s. We have two Spanish cars yeah. here at and the And the best-selling one, I think, is even more fascinating, which is the Biscuiter, which is designed by Gabriela Voisson, the aircraft designer, and made amazing huge cars. It's aluminum. It looks... It looks like a golf cart. I mean, it it's looks like a, yeah. It's got no doors. This was people went to work in 1950 Spain in this. They sold 10,000 of these things. Wow, that this is was wild. This, this was somebody's everyday go-to car, and it is. It looks like it's made from a boat. Like someone took a it's simple, aluminum, yeah, you know, aluminum rowboat, and they chopped. I don't know. The, the back half is fine. They just angled it and put it. It is. It is. And yeah, kind of boat-like. But it, I, I find very, this one especially and, fascinating. You know, Voisson, a, a very industrial designer, yeah. you know, aircraft, and I, I think he's one of my all-time favorite mm -hmm. uh, uh, automobile designers as well. But this has, you know, a very industrial feel. But at yeah. the same time, it's simple, but it's got some elegance to it. it I think, and it's I don't know. I, I, I feel like this would be fun just to hop in and drive to work in. Like when you're saying that, so. I'm picturing it. And it sounds cool. It right? would, but you can't because you'll tip it over. So someone's <laughs> driving to work. Yeah, I, I find all of these they're so interesting that just the way we, like we've tried to solve certain problems with transportation and you know especially if someone has no money and post world you know it's super like, interesting like like David can I, have the, can I have the wireless mic because I want to walk over to the the Zundap you cool oh with yeah that? change yeah here oh we got it the, the Zundap this uh, this car I all right. have always just so just the, the Zundap Janus is amazing because it's like two IZs back to back but the cool thing about this is the AMC Pacer, the original design, was exactly like this car. The AMC Pacer original design, drawn by Dick Teague, was going to have a mid-mounted Wankel rotary engine. It, it, and it is literally the exact same design, door in the front, door in the back. The big fishbowl look all came because originally it started like a Zundap Janus. So everybody should make sure they take a look at this thing because it's it's a brilliant use of packaging. There's a little bit of luggage area in the middle where the engine is, and then it's a bench seat in the front and back. I I, I love that thing. I don't know why I walked over to it. But yeah, I just you, you cut to. Zach off. You, you just, no, you're I'm so sorry, excited. Zach. It's so attractive. I mean, it, it really is. It's this weird. I mean, it brings you to it because how many cars uh, look the exact same going front and and back, and, and literally a design that way. I'm sorry, Zach. Go ahead. I don't know what I was Why saying. did we interrupt Zach? Man, I, I feel it's fine. Right. You actually somehow have made a Nash Metropolitan owner feel guilty. Like, look at that big, excessive. Yeah, look at your giant. It's humongous. It has a huge. one and a half liter yeah. engine. I'm going to set up a solar panel at my house in a you wind should. farm. These are like beautiful, delicate, delicious hors d'oeuvres crafted, and you brought a double whopper. <laughs> yeah, like, you did. What are you doing? It's filthy American. Meanwhile, if you right. see the, the Nash anywhere in public except next to these cars, it looks tiny and 
you know, as dangerous as it probably is. It's got less interior room than most of these two, which is weird for as bulky as it is. That is, is very surprising. Yeah. Must be a huge engine in the front. I the mean, massive. Four cylinders. Was that you can imagine that many? Is that why it's got so much room in the front, but it's so small inside? Did they crash did they test that? That's a good question. I so. I don't know. When did they, they start, start crash testing? Go. You know, I have to say, we, we talked a, a few weeks ago about small cars and especially how, how, how good of an idea it is for a car to be small, especially as we electrify. So there's a new Fiat 500e out. Yeah. I have to say, there, there's, there are a couple of like, um, like when you talk about being green, it's one thing to be efficient uh, uh, powertrain-wise, and it's another thing to just require less energy to move down the road. So like, you know, if you have an, an efficient electric drivetrain, that's great. What if it's in a giant machine? What was the uh, engineer term for that in the car industry? Vehicle demand energy. Vehicle demand energy. So, you know, keep a small, you know, small frontal area, nice and slippery. You can have a smaller battery, which means, you know, for this, it means it's cheaper too. I just, I love the idea of small EVs that can be cheaper. You can then build three of them with the same resources. Yeah. You know, if you think, if you think about the Hummer, which I actually, I like the Hummer, I have to say, I, I do like it. But if you take that battery pack and you think about how many cars you could build that were smaller with the same range with that battery pack, you could probably build three cars with the same range oh. that were smaller. Yeah. So, know, so the new 500E, does it, what's the range on that? Do you know? Uh, well, I think the, the European range is like 199 miles, I want to say. WLTP, I think it was. So it's a little, little better. Are, are they begging people to not buy it like the last <laughs> one? No, it's yeah. different this time. Like, but, please don't buy my car. The point is like a small that EV that's using less energy just to go down the highway. Like that well, I think is that, truly I, I think that's why, you know, plug-in hybrids have gotten more attractive to me. I think for a while it seemed like a stepping there stone to the full EV world. <laughs> Yeah. But as we look at lithium supplies and how many how many more mines we'd have to open and the weight of cars, I'm starting to think that plug-in hybrids might be the way to go because you can have 40 miles of EV range, which for most people, I mean, we know this, like the average commute is 12 miles a day. So you can plug in and drive around without using gas for your whole week. And then if you go on a trip, you can use, yeah. you can use the gasoline. Or if, to your point, like cars have gotten so heavy and so big and so full of features that I think if we can make more advances with lightweight materials or carbon fiber or something, then if we can bring the weight down, we don't have to use as much energy. But like this whole thing of we can have everything we want in the car, make the car as heavy as possible, and have a range of 500 miles with a battery just doesn't seem feasible right now. Yeah. So on that uplifting note. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. Tony. I mean, yeah. Jason drives a Chang Go back to micro cars. <laughs> I do. And I, honestly, I don't feel like I'm missing out. Driving the Chang through town, I don't feel like I'm really missing out. If are I you are you familiar with this Chang I I read all your posts when you bought it. Yeah, I think you came on the podcast right after we you talked it. about it. Yeah. So how long you've had it? Like a year now? No, uh, got it in 2020. Oh my so, god! Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Need new batteries now. Hopefully, our partners at Optima Batteries will uh, be providing me with new batteries for that soon. But yeah, but how has it been? How has it been? Honestly, fantastic. Ownership? It's amazing. It's, it's been great, and it's held up pretty well. Had minimal problems with it. I used it. I, I would use this thing multiple times during the week. Like he I drove his kid to school every day. Oh yeah, I drove my kid to school. Remind our, our audience, like how much you paid for this? Okay, and, yeah. So it's a nine hundred and thirty dollar car, new, one point one horsepower, uh, plus <laughs> batteries. Where'd you buy it? In, <laughs> off Alibaba, Dude, online at Alibaba. Nine hundred thirty dollars for the car, three hundred for the batteries, so about twelve hundred. By the time I did all the shipping in twenty twenty, came to about thirty three hundred bucks. Customs everything. And it came in a giant cardboard box. That we put in the bed of my truck. Put the in the whole bed car of his J10. Wow. We put in the back of my truck. Yep, and we drove it from the port in Wilmington. 
And then I uh, took it to my house. We opened it. Has a backup camera. Has an MP3 player. Has a heater. Has wipers. Turn signals. Everything. I put a canoe on the roof once. Did you have to assemble it? Just when you bumpers, got home? roof rack, and a couple other little things okay. to assemble it. And it's it's a it's a fantastic vehicle for like eighty percent of my needs where I drive. It'll handle it. Think about that. Amazing. For 80% of his needs, yeah. he needs a 20-mile a, a range. 27. I tested uh -huh. 27-mile okay. range. Top speed of like 19 miles an hour. Ooh, on the Whoa. flat, I could do... I took it to a track. And uh, on the flat, I could do... A track, you could do... You could 22. Top speed test in a driveway. <laughs> yeah, you could. Oh, uh, up a hill, my, my kid can run up Literally, a faster yes. than it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It yeah. seems a little problematic, but sorry, top speed of track was 22? Around there, in the mid-20s, you know, mid <laughs> somewhere around there. But it doesn't, it ne see, okay, so I live in a college town. Most of the speed limits in there are in the 20s, because they're, you know, like 30, like legally I can drive it on any road 35 miles an hour less. Most of the streets where I live, it's like low enough speed. I can get access, I can go to like restaurants or grocery store or my kid's school or his friend's house, whatever. But you can't get back from the grocery store because the groceries will spoil by the time you get home. No. No, it's look. I can keep fifteen I mean, to twenty miles an hour. But what about when you go up a hill? Not like, uphill. His, his kid can actually outrun. Yeah, up it. There's, a, there's a great clip of this, his kid yeah. racing him and defeating him, and then flipping him the bird. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're, you're really not making a great case for the Chagley. You said eighty percent of the so time. so strong. Yeah. But it, it, these hills don't come up that often. And downhill, you're hauling ass. <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> and so, okay, so the also <laughs> the Chagley people is gravity. You know, the gravity is a powerful being. And so the, uh, the Changli people saw the video, especially the kid beating up a hill, and then they came out with another version that had a gearing system to specifically go up hills because I think they were tired of, you know, nine-year-olds beating it up, up hills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in, in China, these are called old man happy cars, and they're not 100% legal in most of the big cities. Uh, right. Because old man happy car. old man happy car because the old men you know go to market and because it goes the same speed they're used to walking but now they don't have to walk now like, they, you, you don't have to walk and there's you, you can be out of the weather you have an escalator that you can just direct wherever it's, you want yeah that's a great way to put it oh it's a God. it's a directable escalator wherever <laughs> right. I want to go kind of like that's, a god now that's this the most fucked wild. up way to describe like, it I'm so, <laughs> where did where did you register it how It'd be just, cool be cool Zach yeah yeah you know what are you a cop yeah we're fine. Register. <laughs> I mean, technically, register his shopping cart's fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's that's wild, man. I park it nose to curb in between other cars on, on parallel park. I applaud. That. Nobody's I complained about it yet. Pulling the Chang Lee over. Why, would why is be, that music? Uh, pulling the Chang Lee over would be like that. That would be like who would be yeah, exactly? What cop is pulling the Chang right. Lee? No, like what are you accomplishing? What's the crime? A car that cute? You don't pull yeah, it. Child endangerment? I don't Ch know. Okay, other than child endangerment. <laughs> yeah, other than that. Other What's than the that. crime? They probably just think there's a bicycle inside and you're just one of yeah. those, uh, what are they Honestly, called? Honestly, look, I see, okay, for the child endangerment argument, my town is also full of people with bicycles and they have like a little kid seat in the back. That's way more dangerous. I would agree. When I run into them in the Chang Lee, they come off far worse than I do. That's true. Yeah. They're probably going faster than you. Typically. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm running them off because I'm angry. <laughs> Do they tell you they up hills? Up hill. Can you ever hitch a ride on a bicycle? You're like, hey, man, will you help me out here? <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I hit a toe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If his, if his legs look beefy. Or I think it's legs, really so. cool. Genuinely, I mean, I'm making fun because it's. I didn't realize it was that slow, but it's really cool that you've owned it this long and like are using it and oh, trying I, out this experiment. I it's use so it unironically. Like, know. it's just easier to go into town to like pick up takeout in that. It's easier than the full-size car because I don't worry about parking. 
Like you never like it's a college town, so like the downtown gets the crowded. College town does help a lot. With helps a lot. Yeah, this wouldn't work everywhere. Yeah. But dense cities, college towns, those weird places where they don't yeah, allow real cars. What's well, like the IMEV, whatever? You guys were talking yeah. about that oh, on yeah. one of your last shows, I think. And yeah, the those were a cool little city runabout experiment. There's yeah. a place for that kind of car. Yeah. I think. I knew someone that absolutely loved their IMEV and drove it Kevin, everywhere for years. Kevin, somewhere, he's, yeah, he owns one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. And then there's, you know, the Citroen Ami in Europe is kind of basically that, the new Ami. So it's a thing. And I like when the first uh, Fiat 500E came out. Yeah. That was my favorite of the 500s. I didn't really like the Abarth that much. You didn't much. like the Abarth? Yeah. No, I just felt like it's cold. Compared to, I, I, I felt like the Mini Cooper S felt way more planted, lower center of gravity. I just felt safer in it, and mm. I felt more comfortable in it. And, and, and the Abarth was handled great, but a lot of that was, I think the tires were like 200 treadwear. It had cheater Whoa. tires on it. And uh, oh. I just wasn't that into it. But the, the 500E just felt heavy, grounded, and I liked that it had a, what, 60 mile range or something like that. It, w- it was okay. It was something a little more like than that. that. They yeah, were cool. I was into it. The old ones. So, so you, you clearly evaluating cars the way that you talked about that. That's your, that's your thing. How did you get into evaluating cars? Um... <clears throat> When I moved here in 09, I just wanted to work in TV and cars, but I had no plan. That was like, it was like a post-it that was just like, TV cars. <laughs> I'm like, here, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And my girlfriend's dad at the time didn't there. believe that. Yeah, I wrote my goals down. Um, but when I got here, I found a listing on Craigslist that said, like, writer needed for a new car site, for real. And it was a new really? site that just did, like, exotic car daily news stuff. And I met a guy at a coffee shop, and he's like, well, here's this website. And so I just did that. I started writing, you know, press release stuff. And then that led to writing for The Smoking Tire, um, which then led to, you know, working on TV shows and driving press cars. And then, like, you know, reading, writing, thinking, figuring out how to analyze cars and just be critical. But uh, also, I think, still have fun with them. Yeah. So this was was the concise version. This was post-Garage 419, right? Yeah, it was – Matt moved – here like a month before I did or something and then literally was like hey we started this new thing called the smoking tire um we need writers for the website and I was like oh I've been doing that for a month and saying a bunch, you know <laughs> acting like better. I know how a Lamborghini should drive <laughs> you demand the senior writer position <laughs> I did yeah, yeah. Smart. walked in at not EIC but you know right below that yeah that's where I, I got 30 days after yeah, yeah. If, I'm assuming it wasn't February our readership was very small so you know <laughs> it's okay you could, you could stumble and it would be fine right yeah dude hmm. Came without a plan. Yeah, I gotta respect that. You came here without a plan. You just made it happen. Just yeah, and then you know you just uh, think if you have a target like that, you just kind of say yes to things that might lead closer to that target, and you say no to things that won't mm-hmm. go anywhere. So, you know, we got the car show on the Speed Channel in 2011, and the uh, producer offered to pay me very, very, very little money to leave my um, job as a waiter to be the auto consultant in the office, and I was like, yeah, that sounds. Like, it'll be great. And directionally it was the right Directionally yeah. the right way. Financially the wrong way. But directionally, absolutely the right way. And this was uh, a step down from the waiter salary? Yes. Oh, boy. Damn. It was. Where were you a waiter? To, to quote the director of that show at the time, uh, the producer paid people like it was 2004. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I was a waiter just like a, a okay restaurant in Beverly Hills adjacent. But, um, yeah. But it was super fun. Like, then it was, now I'm in a room and we're figuring out bits to write for a car TV show. And... You know, going to the Fox lot and yeah. going to Willow Springs and stuff like that. I mean, that was huge. It was really cool. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. There, are there any things that you're doing now that you want to plug before we, before you wrap up today? Uh, Smoking Tire Podcast, Smoking Tire YouTube channel. We do car reviews and stuff there. And then, I don't know, is it 
we talk about our project yet? Yeah, dude. Okay, well, I mean, that's... Yeah, go ahead. Be doing yeah, we're going we're gonna to drive some cars together, too. Bo oh. is very, very, very generously going to let me drive some of his cars, and we're going to do some stuff together for uh, Autopian, and I'm really pumped about it because... To be excited. Woo. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Can you give us a hit? So. Which, which cars are you going to drive? I mean, we walked through the collection, and I thought it was going to be like, all right, you can drive these, be very careful, and, you know, these are all off limits. And Bo was like, you know what would be cool if we took three, these three most amazing, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, the most amazing machines in here, one of which is a concept, and we compared those three. Damn. And I was like, that would be cool, but... You know, it can't I, happen. That, that's, that, that's not well, going to happen. The, that's the big show. That's the big episode. I think I know where the cars are going to be involved I think I know what one. you're talking about, too. Holy yeah, wow. It's going to be great. This wow. is going to so, be but, but what I wow. love about, like... Bo's collection and attitude, and I think, honestly, the Galpin booth like, kind of shows this, is you have a pretty eclectic, diverse mix of interests in cars, and so, you know, we're going to kind of show the audience in the world, like, that, that collection you have, and also why all of these can be appreciated um, under one roof, so that's what I'm excited about. There's a bunch of, like, there's old stuff, new stuff, concept stuff, small stuff, big stuff, like, all of it. Yeah, it's cool. So, you know, just like the rest of us, we're going to drive a lot of weird cars. Yeah. That's all we've ever wanted to do. And also some really noisy, fast stuff. Yeah. Damn. But I asked to drive the, the, the backup pickup truck, and which, <laughs> for people who don't know, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. the cab is facing backwards, and it's yeah. meant to do wheelies, and the engine's in the bed. And your face, like, you looked at me, and you're like, that one's pretty dangerous. <laughs> I forget what you said, <laughs> but it was, like, it was a no. You, you, which would, is, you would die. Yes, yeah, that too. Do that. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I think you, it was right after you'd said, I'm totally comfortable with you driving everything in here because you're a good driver. And I asked about oh, yeah. that, and you said, how good a driver are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if skill comes into play. No, no, yeah, no. Just well, physics. Yeah. Yeah. You don't actually steer with it. You you steer with the brakes, and you, you drive by, stick, you see by sticking your head out the window because the better the pickups <laughs> like that yeah maybe not that one so yeah. not that one dude yeah <laughs> man i'm pumped for that i'm really excited no, that's a that's so a good note yeah. to end on yeah that's exciting yeah thanks uh thanks a bunch for joining us here on the utopian podcast yeah. uh for, Thank you, Zach. for Thank everyone you. listening right. please subscribe wait wait should, should we take we have a crowd here should we take questions from the crowd uh, are there questions yeah turn off the music let's take questions <laughs> from the crowd real quick <laughs> you got the wireless mic actually we'll i don't around. know if there's questions but we have a wireless mic and we have a david <laughs> David could just go up to people and demand they ask him things. Oh, you can do that, Jason. <laughs> David, you have young legs. Go out and talk to them. <laughs> okay, every, so exactly. this is your chance. Is there anything you'd like to ask uh, automotive-related? Any, anything it, related? It, you do have the us. one mic. You're going to have yeah, to get right. up there. Go, go ahead, ahead, If someone does, then raise your hand. And raise your up. hand, and we'll, we'll bring it over to you. Or if you have anything you want to plug, any kind of crazy ideas, conspiracy theories you want to push, this is your chance. <laughs> Audience, <laughs> any hot oh, takes? Man. Fives so of fives of people you know, are listening. If you have any hot takes, you want to any hot takes, any. All right, screw it. Put All the music right. back on. Put the music okay. back on. It's over. Yeah, it's right over. There. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us for the Utopian Podcast. Like and subscribe.